Adams, is that you? Yes. Is this Adam? You know it. What's going on? Hey, man. Long time no podcast. Yeah, it's been a full week, right? Solid seven days. Yeah. Just enough time away from you for me to hail. (laughs) The perfect amount of time to dislike you and then like you at the same time. (laughs) Nothing's worse than texting with you, my man. Anyways. (laughs) Untrue. (laughs) I've been called a great texter by some. Highly doubt that. We should get them on here and, and say that. <laughs> Could go on record. <laughs> What's going on? Not much. Sounds like you're outside again. Really? It sounds that way? Wow. Why? What are you you here? Sounded like it's a uh, two inches away from a, a Cessna airplane. There's a fighter jet flies right over me. <laughs> Yeah. So, 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 what's the good word? Not much. I'm outside right now, enjoying the the 85 degree, but feels like a hundred. What Florida <laughs> weather? Nice and humid. Yeah, and um, just got back from AA meeting. Met a few few people I haven't met before. You know, met some new people. Got some contacts. Trying to build that support system out there. Nice. Nice. How many meetings are you uh, going to? At minimum five. I try to go to one every day, though. One every day. So the so this afternoon. So typically, typically, the the guys here don't go to like early day meetings, like noontime meetings or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have a holiday weekend, so we're not really doing that much. We don't have a ton planned. Yeah. But I wanted to go to a noontime, and there was one three and a half miles away. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get a ride. <clears throat> I'm like, I'll walk. Put the GPS in, and like, I'm, you know, people, people in the hub, like that I live with, they're. Like you're gonna walk three and a half miles? I'm like, yeah, it's only an hour and a half. Like hour and a half, you're gonna walk to him? I'm like, listen, dude, I've walked hours and hours and days for crack, for fentanyl, you know, for drugs, just on my feet for days, doing doing that shit. I can walk an hour and a half to a meeting. You know what I mean? It's easy, like easy for me to, you know, make sense of the walk, right? Yeah. So. Walking about like 30 minutes in, the GPS starts like screwing up and it's giving me like wrong directions, I feel. So I'm stopping at you know every gas station or every, you know, different convenience stores and getting some like a little direction here, a little direction there. Mm-hmm. I get to the street that it's supposed to be on and I can't, I can't figure out, like I've already added like 20 minutes to the walk, right? And I get to the street. It's um, Prosperity, Prosperity um, Road. Whenever we drive on it, I, I ask, "Oh, if I live on Prosperity Road, do you think I would prosper?" You know, I do that with all the streets here, like <laughs> say <something> like that. <laughs> but um, so I get there, and I'm like, "Should I go right or left?" I go to the GPS. The GPS. It's tough for me to 
figure it out. It's still not like not working right. And I take a right. I walk about like a mile, maybe a little less. I, I'm like, this is the wrong direction. I just know it. So I turn around, go in the other direction. I show up. I end up finding this place. It was an outdoor meeting in a park. It was a, narcotic, it was a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. And I showed up with like a few minutes left in the meeting, but I was dripping, like dripping sweat. Like, and my, like, my, like if I'm walking a lot in this weather, I don't mind sweating. Like I enjoy the sweat. We've had this conversation. I enjoy the sweat. I enjoy the heat, blah, blah, blah. I love it. Love everything. The weather Florida has to offer for weather. But I arrive at this meeting with like a few minutes left, basically like, dripping soaking wet soaking wet from (laughs) i mean on my bald head my bald head there was sweat just pouring so like you have like 20 people at sitting on these benches at this outdoor meeting now they've been having the meeting for like 50 55 minutes already meetings got like a few minutes left and here comes me just walking and everyone everyone looked up gave me some looks not like not like negative looks but like Everyone noticed me, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? It wasn't no like sneaking <laughs> you, in. Or, you, you know what their first I'm, thought was, right? What? Damn out of towner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 right. <clears throat> so there was no like sneaking in quietly, like I would try to do at like different meetings if I was late, or there was none of that. Like it was like I made a grand entrance <laughs> into this meeting, you know? <laughs> grand entrance to an outdoor space. Yeah. <laughs> it was. So I, you know, I sit down for like the few minutes. I say the end prayer with everyone, and right away, you know, it was kind of it was kind of nice because it was a way for me to grab people's attention that, you know, I was new, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, and I don't let you know that's uncomfortable for me to feel new, you know, mm. only because I've had recovery in the past, right? Yeah. So, right, you know, people start coming up to me one, you know, one person at a time. Hey. You know, nice of you to join us. You know, meeting starts at noontime. Blah, blah, blah. I tell them the story. Oh, I ended up walking five miles instead of three and a half. I'm new to town. I got lost a million times. Blah, blah, blah. So some guy, this guy, Len, Len comes up to me, retired golf guy, right? And he introduces himself. We're chatting it up. He's like so impressed that I walked all that way, right? <laughs> in Florida, like, in the yeah, summer, right? And he's calm. He's like, "Wow, your willingness is impressive to like get to a meeting." And you know, he's probably like 55, 60 years old. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm just listening to him say how impressed he is with with my willingness. And he's like, "How are you getting back? How are you getting home?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm walking." I'm just going to hang out here for like half an hour more and like rest and then walk back. I can't let you walk back. I can't. Are you sure? So he ends up giving me a lift, a lift home, you know, um, which was nice. And, you know, got to, to chat with him a little bit more. He was telling me about his sleep apnea and he fell asleep in the meeting because he doesn't sleep right at night and you know, a whole bunch of stuff. But he's been clean for 18 years nice. through, through Narcotics Anonymous and yeah, talked about recovery. So important question cool. I have to ask. Did you tell Len about the podcast? 
I did not tell Len about the podcast. So when, when, when you first meet people, like when I first meet people in recovery, that's not like that's not the topic of, of discussion. The topic is like, so you're going to stop smoking crack, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the topic. You're going to stay away from that, right? It should be your top two, though, Adam. Yeah. Come on. Don't, so don't like, be so after they start that, I'm supposed so to just nasty. go, hey, and by the way, we got this podcast, this awesome podcast. That I'm really excited about. Now it's like the priority is like me, you know, is me in recovery, and then I don't, I don't end up thinking about it. Unfortunately, yeah. you're you're excused <laughs> this time. <laughs> it's all about promotion. But I, the, another thing I want to kind of talk to, uh, about with you is like you mentioned, like a minimum five times a week, you know, if not every day. Any recommendations for the audience about like? how many meetings someone should kind of attend to in like early recovery or like, you know, the whole sobriety world. Cause I, you know, sure, I, I got my the whole 90 and 90 thing, yeah. which is 90 meetings in 90 days. And for people out there who don't know the lingo is you don't attend three meetings a day, you know, time seven and like cut it early. It's minimum <laughs> one meeting a day, every day for the first 90 days in recovery uh, to show a level of commitment. Um, you know, really getting, you know, the understanding, this, this, the sense of community, the sense of connection and, um, get it, you know, just building that kind of early recovery and sober network. Thoughts? So my, so yeah, so my, my opinion is it is pretty, pretty like recovery standard is the 90 meetings in 90 days. I think that's really helpful for someone that's new just coming in i think that what you touched on some of it you get the um you know the structure of a consistency i'm a big like i'm a big believer in attending at least a few meetings like the same meetings every week so and then you get to know people from that those specific groups and build your you know support system and then like some other meetings you just might not like and you might switch it up but i really think like i really think that person should go to attend same meetings at least a few times and before you judge right yeah you throw it out the window and try to find a new one you know yeah uh, yeah, so, yeah. I, i've recommended to people um you know if, if you go to you know a tuesday night meeting it's a different experience than like a tuesday afternoon if someone has a luxury yeah. um i've talked to people about like you know, Saturday afternoon or Saturday mornings or, um, you know, like Thursday night or Friday night, which, you know, sometimes a big party night, right, for people going out and drinking and doing whatever. And so people who are kind of in those meetings generally around like, you know, what, 6, 7, 8 p.m. It's, it's really like another layer or level of like commitment to that. So I always you know tell, tell people like, you're not going to always going to like them. It's not going to be a good fit. And especially for folks like dipping your toes into like the, the meeting world is that there's different types of meeting, open meetings, closed meetings, big book, step, uh, open discussion, all these kinds of things. So hey, being LGBTQ, you know, there's so many different types, men's, yeah. women's, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, don't give up so early and be like, ah, oh, this is not for me. I mean, and nowadays too, with, you know, young addiction is due to fentanyl and the opioid uh, crisis. Uh, there's young people's meetings for people who are, you know, in their 20s uh, looking for that kind of that same connection. Um, so just 
you know, do your research, look around, uh, try different days, different times of the day, different days of the week, uh, find something that kind of a, a niche for you. Also, also Barbaros, I want to point out there, I want to say that there are what we call open meetings where people that are supporting the individual that's, that's in recovery, they, they're able to attend mm. the meeting. So those are called open meetings. Yeah. I like today. So on, you're right too. I'm like, you know, they have different fields. So like, I, so I went to the, the noon time or the noon, the one, the meeting that started at noon that I showed up at 1255 for that was, that's like a retired people's type of meeting. It's noontime. It's a weekday. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I'm getting. And I, and I know that going in. And so, but I went to a meeting tonight, this evening with some guys from, from the sober living and you know, it's, it's totally different feel and you get a different feel too. on like Friday nights and Saturday nights when people would normally maybe go out for a drink, there's a little more of a, of different energy in the room on Friday nights, Saturday nights at a meeting. People, people in recovery might, you know, dress up a little more, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they have plans to go out after because mm-hmm. it's Friday night and Saturday night, like go out and do, you know, a sober, a sober thing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I left the meeting tonight. <laughs> I left the meeting tonight kind of irritated. <laughs> so Talk about it. So, yeah, I will share a little bit. I, yeah, I'll share about it. So I go, I go into the meeting. And uh, so the there's two meetings going on in this club clubhouse, what they call an AA clubhouse, where there's meetings going on like all day long in this place, right? Mm-hmm. And so I walk into the, the, like the larger room meeting, 7 p.m. start, and there's not one seat available. Every seat is taken. I mean, standing room only for this meeting in the large room. So there's a smaller room <clears throat> where people where people could go to if like they don't have any room in the larger room. And then there's a different meeting going on. There's a big book meet, a literature meeting going on. So I find myself for the second week in a row in this small room. I go out uh, about 15, 20 minutes into this meeting, this small room meeting. I go use the restroom. Going to the restroom. I'm waiting out outside the restroom for someone to come out, and there's these two ladies that are coming out of the larger room, saying how there's they're they're saying how there's no room, you know, in the larger room meeting. Do you, they're having a conversation like, do you think we can just stand up? Do you think that's okay? They're this is what they're discussing with each other, and I butt in. I say, hey, there's plenty of room in, you know, in the small room meeting right over here to one very attractive lady <laughs> and then her friend right one that and so, I like how you described the other one as her friend one's very attractive very, the other is the friend the other one is her friend and so you know i'm like hey there's plenty of room in this meeting it's a small room they're like oh what what's in there i'm like oh it's a big book meeting and person comes out of the bathroom now it's my turn to go in I'm like yeah you should check it out they look at each other they like, they're like, they agree. Yeah, let's check out the big book meeting. I go into the bathroom. I come out. I go into the small room, back to the meeting. They're not in there. Ah, oh, they didn't get a chance to come in. You know, now I'm thinking about this attractive girl, right? And so I, I'm waiting. My friend, my one friend that's in the meeting with me, like, hey, did two, 
two girls, I whisper to him while the meeting's going on. Hey, did two girls come into the meeting while I was in the bathroom? And I'm just like, did they come in and leave or something? He's like, no, no. What are you talking? I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like, oh, they must have changed their mind. About five minutes later, they walk in. They're, they sit down in the middle. And now I'm, my mind is preoccupied with this, with this very attractive lady in the meeting, right? Who's about my age, probably. And now we're making contact. Probably I, or you hope. <laughs> in my mind, we're making very good eye contact. This is what my mom's telling me. For, can and, I, let's just pause your thought for a yeah. second. For the no, do I have to? Let me. All right. The, the concern. So, so my mind's occupied. I'm not really paying attention to the meeting. I'm just like making eye contact. She looks at me. I, I look away. I look at her. She looks at me. I look away. That type of thing, right? That's what I, that's what I feel is happening. <laughs> Who fucking knows if it's the truth? Anyways, <laughs> so we, the meeting ends. I sit down in my seat for like a few minutes. They're chatting it up with some people. I'm like, I just can't sit here now. So I get up. I go outside. A lot of people in the outside area milling around. So I'm out there. Okay. I'm out there hitting my vape, waiting, waiting for them to come out, waiting. Now, the guys from the house, we call an Uber to pick us up. And they're like, yep, it's going to be here in five minutes. I'm like, okay. So I'm standing like, standing in my spot, hitting my vape. When are they going to come out? When are they going to come out? I'm obsessing, right? I even go in to use the bathroom even to fake it, just so I can go back in and see where they're at. God, I know I'm out of my mind. So I go back in. This is not what I should be focusing on, by the way. So <laughs> I, I go back in and I see they're still in the conversation with with someone. I'm like, shit, I'm like, Uber's going to be here in like two minutes. Go back outside, stand in my spot, hit in my vape. Adam, the Uber's here. The Uber, come on, let's go. I'm like, no. I get in the Uber, like, all irritated. I'm like, I'm never going to see this girl again. You know, just, like, disappointed that I didn't get a chance to, like, say a couple liners to her. Oh, you guys made, showed up. Or, hey, what you think about the meeting? Or, you know, some type of conversation. Because, you know, I felt something in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just, like, irritable because I don't know if I'm ever going to see that person again. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's play that tape out for a second here. <laughs> I knew you'd have fun with this one. <laughs> so, so, even if that ha happened, even if there was some dialogue, what what was the next step? Oh, what other meetings do you attend in the area? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So now I find out her meeting schedule. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it depends how it depends the energy. Because then I, I have to I have to get a take on whether oh let me do you mind if I grab your number or maybe we can meet at a you know meet up at a meeting mm -hmm. or if the energy isn't like right there where I feel comfortable enough to grab a number then I'll just know her meeting schedule or roughly what it is where she goes what nights and then I just make it a point to try to show up there so I can see her again. So if we can just chat up a little bit about the uh, uh, gender uh, discrepancy between males talking to females and doing something like this versus females to males, what percentage do you think it is? What do you mean? 
how many more men go up to women in meetings and say stuff like this versus how many women do it to men? A ton of men, a ton more men do it to women. Now, I, I have an example, too, but I don't, I don't have to share unless you wanted me to. <laughs> I'll share it. Let me share. I have an example. The one time so, someone came up to you, Adam? So, I, yeah, yeah, you heard about this? So this... <laughs> I, knew, few, I knew where you were going. A few meetings back, go to the meeting. Oh, fireworks. I go to the meeting, and I'm sitting down outside the meeting, hitting my vape. There's like 30 minutes before the meeting. Girl comes right over, sits at my table, just me and this girl. We introduce each other to each other. And this girl's giving me 10, 15 minutes tops of attention. The first attention that I've got from a female at a meeting since I've been in Florida. So I'm like, I got a, a few hits of dopamine going on, right? Very excited. Hi, her name, her name, her name's Ariel. She been sober off alcohol for a number of years but found cocaine been struggling with that she came to florida from colorado springs eight months ago planned to only stay for two months and she's still here that's like her story right yeah. so felt some like type of connection blah blah blah. A couple meetings i'm a week later i'm going to this meeting i'm like ariel where's ariel where's ariel all right <clears throat> A week later, I see her at like basically the same. I think it was the same night that I that I initially met her on, mm-hmm. and I start walk. I see her. I start walking towards her, and she's sitting with this goof. This I was gonna say goofball. I'll say it. he's a goofball. I'm <laughs> judging him. This this dude Nate, right? So I'm like, like shit. This dude like arrived earlier and. You know, he's talking to her now. But so I start, I'm walking towards her still because there's a few tables next to her. And she, she looks at me and she says, Chris, is it? Oh my God, dude. <laughs> and then, but, and then she caught herself. She goes, no, Adam. I go, yep, you got it, Ariel. And then I go right over to Nate, who's, you know, ta- been chatting it up with her. Like, hey, Nate, I'm Adam. Or, hey, I'm Adam. Hey, I'm Nate. Nice to meet you. And then I, I proceed to sit at the table right next to them, waiting for Nate to leave. Nate never leaves. And then it's time for the meeting, and we all just go in. And that's the end of that. <laughs> so that's an example. That's an example of what you were saying. I mean, guys are more aggressive yeah. towards women <clears throat> in meetings, I feel like. That's what you were saying, right? Guys yeah. are more aggressive. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mean necessarily use the word aggressive, but like in something <coughs> like that where, you know, generally you, you, not, you don't necessarily know someone's like recovery status or their relationship status per se. Um, I mean, there have been reports, right, by women is that they're uncomfortable in meetings because of these types of interactions where women will sometimes do women-only meetings because – they don't want to deal with that stuff. And even for you in this experience, right, in tonight's meeting is you made contact with a woman. There was some exchange and that would became your focus. Right. So you spent an hour in the meeting, probably hearing one word, <laughs> you know, so wouldn't necessarily count that as a, you know, a solid, <laughs> you know, uh, investment into, into your recovery because of, you know, the focus there. And, this kind of tends to, again, I mean, there's a lot of controversy about like 
dating within you know meetings and early recovery and things like that. I don't want to discredit you know, all negative, you know, versus any positive, but right. You know, I think for both of you, you know, you and I, you know, being hetero males and stuff, and you know, your situation is, yeah, I mean that that's definitely going to be there. And like, how do you balance that out with you know focusing on your recovery and making sure that you know you're healthy across the board, and recognizing that you know you are single and you are attracted to women and um, potentially like most of your women interactions are going to be through some kind of meeting space. And what do you do with that? Right. Right. For me, for me, for me, I, you know, I want the distraction from my mind. Right. So I know that's, you know, that's one thing that I'm looking for is some type of distraction from my thinking. Mm-hmm. And for you, like w- women are an easy distraction, obviously, for many different reasons. Correct. Your attraction to them, potentially their attraction to you. I think this is a common, it's a common issue or it's a common, I don't want to general make a general, you know, blanket statement saying it's an issue, calling it an issue, I guess, but it's a common thing that's that occurs for people of all lengths of recovery. I mean, you're, you know, it's we're we're human. We're attracted to other people and something that we have to be mindful of. And I have to, you know, for me, I I need to be mindful of, you know, the, what I'm looking, what I'm seeking out. Yeah. 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 I mean, so I, I, you know, that, you know, relationship or dating or intimacy, right, is a part of our complete selves, you know, in your state and where you are in, you know, recovery and recognizing, you know, that that area of your life is, you know, vacant and how do you kind of, you know, identify that space and, you know, fill it kind of appropriately and not let that one singular vacant space kind of vacate uh, the spaces of other areas of your life, you know, your physical health, your mental health, uh, mm. your sobriety and recovery, you know, your relationships, you know, with, with family, friends, and, you know, all that other stuff that kind of make you whole. So I, I think there's an opportunity here, like a lesson for you, obviously, moving forward. But, you know, mm. the folks who are listening, you know, to this podcast, too, is that, like, as you mentioned, this is a normal occurrence that kind of happens it's not all negative and it's not all positive and can individuals identify when it's the opposite and, you know, move accordingly. Hmm. No, it's like, you know, I've been in this position where like, you know, got really into that, like, you know, no relationships in the first year in like in recovery and whatever. And, you know, sometimes it's, easy to say and hard to kind of navigate and really understand um and everyone's life is different but you know we also have to individualize it from person to person about you know again some people in early recovery can balance out relationships and their recovery and other things some people cannot and you know navigating that and understanding it and helping people through it uh is a part of the journey sure right and a lot of a lot of sponsors would would say to their sponsee who might be thinking or you know acting about or thinking about getting into a relationship 
would be something like, you know, what do you have to offer or bring to the table in a relationship with their 30 days, 60 days clean or whatever the person has. Mm -hmm. I don't have a ton to offer. Sure. I have my great personality. And I have my great personality and I have my great person. That's really all I have when I come, you know, I, I don't have any material. Right. Um, I have just like personality, emotions, feelings, you know, the humanness of me, I guess another, and what I end up doing and what I end up doing in relationships in early recovery or connections that I make with, with women is we end up like trauma bonding, like bonding, connecting over our traumas, yeah. like addiction stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Experience. So, yeah. right. It's like the most obvious mm -hmm. thing that I, I have in common with the other person is addiction, you know? So yeah, it's easy to bond over that. And mm -hmm. that's, and that can be used as, you know, in manipulative way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think I mean, you, you hit right on the head and I, and I like what you said there, right. Is that like that immediate connection with another person because of, you know, if you think about it, a, a singular shared experience, right. Substance use, you know, dependence, addiction, you know, recovery, right. What goes beyond that? Right. You, you, and you too, Adam, right. It's like, like, and that, that's one of the things that I've always kind of appreciated about you and like your recovery journey. Um, even when, you know, you had, you know, substantial recovery, like the recovery conversation wasn't the end all be all to you. Like you were able to be very like fluid in conversation about, you know, like everyday things like politics and, you know, sports and pop culture and, you know, work related, like there was more kind of fluidity, yeah. you know, within kind of what, again, like what you said as well, like you had more to bring to the table. Right. And where other people, and I, and I think, you know, you know, those individuals where like any conversation and every conversation either comes back to like addiction or recovery. Right. right. And it becomes like singular focus where again, someone like me, like, can I talk about that? Yeah. Like, do, I only want to talk about that? Like, no. Right. Like, is there like, m like beyond that? And so, yeah, I think yeah. it's a really good, good, you know, good point. Yeah, no, totally. And speaking of sports too, I just thought I, I saw um, earlier today, um, Tatum and the Celtics are trying to get Damian Lillard over to the seas. Anything <laughs> uh, about that? Huh? Um, there were some reports early that like Celtics were not on his like, you know, whatever top list, but I know, I know, but Tatum's after and Tatum, Tatum's reaching out supposedly. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that would be interesting. I mean, they're Celtics are still working on uh, Jalen Brown's contract. So I'm a big fan of Jalen Brown. I, I hope they so, retain him. Yeah. I'm so, I'm, um, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how committed the Celtics were to the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown um, team, you know, I, I didn't realize that. I, I thought for, I thought for sure they were going to split them because of all the all the conversations I've been in and talked that, 
you know, Jalen Brown doesn't really complement Tatum. He's kind of more of an individual type of player. They don't complement each other. You know, a lot of that type of talk I've been hearing and I've been a part of. And so, and then I didn't real, I didn't realize, I don't know. Stevens came out and said recently that they, you know, they want Jalen to come. Now, whether that's a hundred percent true is how he feels or whatever, and you know that he, he's part of their long term plan. Blah blah blah. Who knows if that's you know really hundred percent accurate? They say whatever sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um. You know, but the fact that they're keeping that, and they, it looks like they're keeping them. They are somewhat commit. They're committed on a certain level. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, it, you know, in, in today's NBA, you minimum need two superstars on your team. If not, again, that concept of the big three. You need three. You need three to win it. I think you know this past year, like. Two years ago, like people were like all over Jason Tatum for like not performing in the finals and yeah. like not kind of like showing up. And I was like, ah, you know, whatever. This this past year, like even though like in 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 the Eastern Conference Finals, like Jalen Brown didn't do well, I like Jalen uh, Brown's game over Jason Tatum, and I was not really happy with Jason Tatum's performance. Like you know, even throughout the playoffs, even though you know they were. You know, they went all the way to the you know conference finals again. Like, I don't know. He's extremely talented, and sometimes what he does, I mean, to me, he's not aggressive enough. And Brown is like more aggressive enough, like driving the hole, like dunking on people, stuff like that. So yeah. Brown uh, is. More, I I agree. Brown is more aggressive player. I think Tatum has more of a sailing, or he's more talented hmm. as a player. But I think Brown's more aggressive, and he's 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 got a he hasn't reached his ceiling yet either, though. So yeah, yeah. too too young yeah. guy. So yeah, All right. I remember. I just thought of a a horrible memory when we were talking about the Celtics last June. Last was it last June? Yeah, last June. It must have been. It was Game Six, Celtics Warriors, and. Yeah. I, I had no, I'm on the streets, I'm on the streets in Boston and, you know, we never, we never really, you know, you hardly ever talk sports out there really, right? <laughs> and that's not really the going conversation. Not the diverse and, conversation <laughs> when right. everyone's jammed out of their brains. Right. No one's really thinking about this stuff, but on this particular night, it being game six, I, I remember, I, you know, I'm just, I'm out there and someone said, yeah, tonight's game six, Celtics and Warriors. Someone like mumbled it or whatever. I heard it. You know, I heard someone say it. And I just remember for like a split second, what the fuck? Because that, you know, that's a glimpse into like, yeah, you know, what what the fuck is my life? You know, Normal. what am I doing? You know, like I, I should be somewhere with people that care about me and love me watching this game six. Right. Yeah. Anyways, it brought up that. <laughs> Thanks. And, and that was our sports section. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, yeah, more in the Sox. What about the Sox? Yeah, Sox are what, like one or two games under 500? Oh, uh, they're such, yeah. I mean, they're such a 500 team. It's ridiculous. This <laughs> team, even Cora, the Ross is the Rasta statement you know a few weeks back you know giving it to ownership a little bit the rust is the roster it's not changing yeah. like that he said oh, I, mean, I mean can john henry care just a little bit about the team can can he care about him at all that's the sentence like let me let me just say something with you like 
when I was in Minnesota and I was telling people like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan or whatever. And they're like, Oh, what do you think of the team? And I was like, I don't know. Like we're, we're in this phase of like not picking up the great athletes and, you know, players and bringing them to the Red Sox and every, like, honestly, all like stranger, like baseball fans are like, Oh yeah, this is what the Red Sox do. Like they'll sell <laughs> off their whole team. And then like, play poorly for a few years and then they'll like win a world series. I'm just like, all right, like that's nice and all, but can we just be like a consistent team? Like be a winning team like right. year, year out. Why, why do we have to go from like glory to the dumps, like in a matter of like a year and this it is just, not going on like a, a few years now. Right. It just feel right. A few years now. It feels so like small markety, right? Yeah. Yeah, spending, spending for sure. It's, 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 you know, for, for, for the people who, who are listening to this, who are not from the Boston area or not into baseball or whatever, like that sentiment, what Adam made about like, like the ownership group, like caring about baseball. Can you just show a little interest in like, you know, in free agency and in, even in the off season, like pay these people. How come, how can, I mean, the list of players that they haven't signed for like years, it just goes down the line and they thought they were going to just shut us up by signing, you know, big stick Raffi. They thought by signing Raffi, that was going to shut us up and like, we'd be fine with it. Are you kidding me? That was just like, it was like a, you know, Hey, we'll give you this. They'll be good with that. You know, are you serious? That's all you did. And I re- like a few months back, it was this, um, I forget where they have it, but it's like a fan fest, annual fan fest, they call it every year. Like all, they have a lot of different rooms. They have some players there. They, they ownership does like their thing. And this is for all the clubs, right? And every year it's like a dog and pony type of show. It's a, you know, happy to be there type of thing, right? This year. Henry and Bloom, the GM, they're in they're in this this room and you have a room full of fans. And I heard it on on 98.5 the next day after this happened that they were playing they were playing um they were playing sound bites of the fans going after on John Henry and Bloom <laughs> in this room. And they were not prepared for the attack that they got. P- fans were yelling. They kept on playing. Oh, Felger and Maz, you know who, you know them, right? Yeah. Felger and Maz. They kept playing the sound bite. Do we want Duquette back? We want Duquette back. Uh-huh. And and they were just getting steamrolled by the fans. And I was re- I was so it's not. I was so excited because I was so amped up over hearing it. Because we never get to really say what we feel towards ownership. We, we never get that opportunity. Yeah. Or when we do, every year, we don't use it. And this year, we use that opportunity to give them a bunch of shit. So, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was cool. R- resulted in Raphael Devers getting a, a max contract the whole yeah. year on the, the Red Sox. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else is... Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, Betts is killing it, and oh, don't even JD, JD's killing it. We couldn't even keep him. Come on. <sighs> so, anyways, wow, what's we this really podcast cool. about again? I forget. I think okay. sports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
two, two, two men in their forties talking about professional sports. I think we may have lost half our listeners. I'm sorry. Oh man, this, I'm really well, bad. I'm really let, bad. Let, let's reel it. Let's reel it back. Right? Is you know, if this was a legit therapy session, right? And you went off on this tangent on sports, which is <laughs> you related it to your addiction, like recovering. Right, and then we j- just went all in on sports, and really didn't make it about less necessarily you and your, your mm. journey. Right, right. That's happened to me in, in session before, and if I'm into it, right, or if I want to see where the conversations go, I'll let the client just keep talking. Like, when is yeah. this going to kind of come back around, if at all? Most of the time, I, I, I'm a really engaged therapist, and I would be like, uh huh, uh huh. I, I would like yep it for a little bit. I'd be like, all right, let's come back. Let's come back to like where we, you know, where we left off before this. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's come back to our original conversation. Let's come back, you know, why you're in the session, you know, know, whatever the case might be. Um, And I, I, you know, some folks, you know, some, some clients in session, like want to break from their own, even like mental health and like addiction type of stuff. And so they'll talk about like other things, pseudo related to it all but it's also you know like people pay for the sessions you know insurance wise or copay wise or you know whatever the case okay. is. Yeah. so you know as a, as a therapist that way like i don't want to like cheat people out of like get, getting a good session and if it's about something that's my, it's my space it's my space i'm gonna use it how i want to use it okay <laughs> all right i share the space sir thank you yeah. it's in space and I believe I have the controls of the pod. <laughs> do you I, believe, I believe you do. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have I have some control. Yeah, yeah. You can you can you can drop out <laughs> anytime. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we're a little bit into it. I mean, do we want to just go right into five controversies as another transition, or we're good with the session today? I mean, what, what I think we can just close on this. You know, we're recording this Monday, July third, and tomorrow is July fourth. Yeah, 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 quick conversation about like holidays, celebrations, summer barbecues, recovery, sobriety. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I think that I think that every holiday is you can get through like your first and you talked about this on the podcast on the episode that you did alone without me. Mm-hmm. I think you talked about every, you know, every event is a milestone. The first year you're going through that for the first time in recovery. So if you're in your first year of recovery, it's important to get through this stuff, right? Your birthday, your you know anniversary, your, um, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, Fourth of July. Yeah. So it's really so, and then when once you, you know, once you celebrate the, once you get the year clean, then you have experience going through all that, all that stuff yeah. from the year before. So, yeah. I think that I think as far as like tips go, if you don't if you don't feel comfortable, don't go. 
If you know there's going to be a lot of drinking and some drug use, play it safe. I think that, you know, this is, that's definitely in your first year. Play it safe. Mm -hmm. Um, Try to go with another sober person if you can. Yeah. 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 What what I've shared with, with people is, like in these kind of like high risk situations where you're not, you're not necessarily controlling the environment. You might, you might be walking into something either like known or unknown is, you know, have an exit strategy, have an, have an escape plan. Right. right. And not just like physically, that's obviously a part of it. Right. You you know, you, you know, we all have autonomy. We can leave situations. We can leave homes. Right. We can Uber, you know, uh, you know, leave places, you know, without like needing a, a driver per se. Um, but it's also like emotionally and just really, you know, you know, going into something like early on before, you know, people start really, you know, going in on alcohol or something like that. And once you start kind of feeling that, you know, that that's personal safety, that that's the warning sign for you to leave and just being like, okay, like, you know, even with family, right. This is, you know, July 4th can be, you know, really heavily like family oriented and, you know, family members, you know, drink and use even other drugs. So, um, you know, if you live there, you know, go somewhere else, you know, for a few hours un- until things, you know, you know, die down or end uh, right. so go over a sober person's home, uh, you know, tonight or tomorrow night and, you know, call it, you know, what it is. Um, yeah. Absolutely. You know, the, the goal of today, actually, um, a friend of mine that I went to high school with was in recovery. Chris posted on Facebook, um, you know, he, you know, he recognized uh, he called them like sober rookies. <laughs> like really giving them a lot of encouragement and, you know, um, and support about like going through July 4th as it can be a really triggering and then, right, right. you know, period. So, um, you know, thank you, Chris, for that. I hope you're listening. Um, Shout out to Chris. Yeah. You, he's down Chris. in Florida also. Oh, really? Maybe I should hook up with him. Is he in my area? Uh, I do not know. Do not know. Find out. Find out. Yeah. me, Please. Um, but yeah, so that's that's an important thing of, of, about you know this holiday, especially it's you know it, it's right there tomorrow. Have right. and even if, have a game even plan. If you, right, even if you, even if person like it's family get together and you know there's going to be a lot of drinking, if you don't go, if the person doesn't go to that, trust me, next year they're not going to remember that you didn't attend. You know, of a year, chances are they're not going to remember. It's not a big, it's not as big of a deal as I might make it seem like it is in my, in my mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there'll be all type of, you know, scenario. Right. Sure. right. There's going to be plenty of, plenty more holidays for you to be present and be able to do this. Yeah. Uh, if you feel unstable or uncomfortable, then don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, sometimes we make these situations much larger than it is like, Oh, they're having a barbecue and you know, they start at three o'clock and it doesn't end until eight o'clock and I got to stay there and take it all night. No, you don't. If, it, if it's showing face for an, an hour or whatever, and then you bow out as people kind of do their own thing, you, you know, uh, 30 minutes, whatever the case is, um, right. you know, none, no one has to commit to an unsafe situation much longer than what they intend to do. And so if it jeopardizes, you know, your mental well-being um, and, and your early sobriety and, and recovery, um, then yeah, don't, don't do it. Put, you know, safety first. Yeah. You know, you matter. So. Very first, yep, yeah, and um, yeah, I did want to talk about. I wanted to chat about one more other thing. Mm, kind of running out of time. 
I don't think so. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I, mean, I, think we, I mean, I think we go until we go. I mean, there are plenty of podcasts out there about a three-hour podcast. I mean, I know we're no Joe Rogan or anything, but... Far from. Yeah. All right. All right. Talk about whatever you're going to talk about. God, here we go. Can I talk about how two nights ago and, every, and a lot of other nights, <laughs> I got on Instagram and TikTok at 10, 15... PM and I turned it off at 2 a.m. and didn't fall asleep until 3:30 a.m. Can mm. we talk about that? How I'm just scrolling TikTok and scrolling Instagram for hours at a time every single night. The young every- people call it doom scrolling. What whatever you want to call it, I'm doing it. And I, I'm it's tough for me. I, I actually I was on with my it was like like 1 a.m. maybe? La- no, it was yeah, it was 1 a.m. last night or this morning. And my cousin my cousin was, was on Instagram. You know, I saw she was on a chat, on the chat thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm having a conversation with her. I can't stop scrolling, Anna. What, you know, I, I'm, I'm into this. You know, I can't, I can't put my phone down. Blah, blah, blah. She literally talked me through putting my phone down and on the charger and away what? from me. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, good work. <laughs> Is Anna a therapist? No, no, she's not a therapist. Although earlier on she did want to she did want to be, but no. She still has a spirit. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's very good. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, so that's that's been a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean it's a thing for billions of people worldwide, so I feel like you're minimizing <laughs> I know. I I think it's a great. I think it's a great topic for a whole commit committed like recovery and social media. Um, what I would say about it is, you know, there's so much research and evidence about the algorithm, um, just the visual uh, joy or intensity that comes from social media, right? Yeah. Um, that mimics substance dependence. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely searching for something, right? And can I say too that every third rail that pops up is Taylor Swift Eras Tour rail. <laughs> every third one, I swear. Uh, um, I know I, all I, the bo- I know all now because of it, and I spend hours on it. I know like all the bonus songs for Cincinnati. Uh, and the bonus songs when she was at Gillette and the surprise songs for Milwaukee and all this stuff you know, that I don't need to know. Yeah. And especially not at two o'clock in the morning. So, so I, I think it's important on your phone and on the app, you can regulate how much time that you spend on it and it, and it kind of turns off. Um, just making a commitment to yourself that, hey, I'm only going to look at this thing for you know 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Then the, you know the new operating systems now. Uh, if you turn it on, you can track how much um, screen time, how much screen time, and also not even just screen time, but like what are you doing with your screen, right? Is it <laughs> is it news? Is it is it email? Whatever the case might be. 
uh, and you know you can kind of almost like you know play a certain game with yourself like hey to, 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 today I'm going to try to you know reduce it or you know this week I'm going to try to reduce it by you know, a, a- but I'm really good I mean you can vouch I'm really good at doing what I do because the stuff that I send you the memes and the reels that I send you are top notch stuff right mm, no no you give me I mean 85% of the time you give me a, a laughing and then the other percent is the angry red emoji guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like it's fire coming out of him or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm yeah. A, I'm almost set. But I yeah. mean that you, you know one you found and two you felt compelled to send it to me. Um, so, <laughs> no, no, I, I you know I you know it's also interesting is that like you know for you, both you and I like we didn't grow up our lives our adolescence in social media. Mm. right cell phones even you know for us didn't come until like accessible to like average people like not until late teens early 20s and then social media was you know well past that right you know so but it it doesn't change the fact that even someone who wasn't brought up in it who invests energy and time into it it does build a dependence and so you to it 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 to you um and you know it, it it can be very pervasive and problematic for mm. for like mental health right there there is not a single piece of evidence that suggests that social media is positive on mental health <laughs> not one what about like i mean so like i so i'd say there's three people that i send the most stuff to i i send the most stuff to my friend lindsay okay that's an all day thing you at night, you're my night guy. <laughs> All right, you get my you get my memes and reels in the eve, late evening usually. Lindsay's all throughout the day, late night, whenever. And my friend Drew is throughout the day as well. Those are my those are my three people. I'm like you know, and I know what to send. You know, oh this one, you know this one's for Bob Rose. He'll get a kick out of this. This is up your alley. Oh this one's for this one. You know, kind of you know, got to screen them. No, it's, it's a thing. It's a, and I think the positiveness would be, I'm laughing. Laughter. Mm. No? Well, if we then balance out laughter with how much investment of time into finding one's funny <laughs> enough to sound. Yeah. So yeah. the equation is really imbalanced. Yeah. Uh. How much hours invested to funny memes or reels. Hmm. That's yeah, right. All right. but we'll work on it. Keep on working on it. All right. You know, just cut. Well, thanks for, thanks for after, I, after I point Bob Rose. After I pointed out that you were minimizing, you recovered from the minimization. You okay. recovered. So thank you. I step up like that. <laughs> My recommendation is for you to reduce your social media by thirty minutes. I would say daily, but maybe even shoot for on a weekly basis reduced by 30 minutes. Okay. What do you, my main, my main, like the major time that I'm on it is between that 1030 to God knows when 30. Right. So I think if I put 1030, you know, I think 1030 to 1230 is reasonable and that's cutting down by at least 30 minutes during that. I mean, right. I mean, you're, 
rhythmic sleep cycle should be you know kicked on. It's not being kicked on because of the light and the attraction to social media. So yeah, if, if you stop at 1230, it's going to take another 30 minutes for you to kind of get it truly out of your system. Try to feel logic. Right. Like, yeah. And again, making sure that you're getting enough, like seven to eight hours of continuous sleep uninterrupted. Yeah. The thing is, is after I'm done with it, my, I, I think because of the activity, my mind's activity on oh, it, well, I'm not able to go right. I'm not able to fall asleep, even not. though, I, even though I am tired. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. I mean, the brain is wired, right? It's, 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 it's attracted. It's right. All, all of it is uh, unhealthy social media um, connection. You want to transition? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, transition let's, into the five controversies. Five controversies for tonight. Do it. All right, all right. Um, Again. So the five controversies, the first one tonight. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's. I think you're one or the other. But I mean, you, you always. Obviously, there's only there's only two choices. Obviously, yep. I'm one or the other. It doesn't take a genius to to know that. No, but sometimes <laughs> I've done three. Be quiet. Maybe one time. Anyways, okay. whatever. Um, Dateline versus 2020. 2020. You're, of course, you're a 2020 person. I grew up on 2020. My mom always had 2020 on. That was the go-to growing up. Uh, now that Ma- was the Ma- Bob- Mama Taylor. Was Barbara Walters, right? Next time I see you, Mama Taylor. Was Bob? Was Barbara Walters a 2020? Right? Yeah. Yeah. She had Walters. Yeah. yeah, I think it was mostly because of her. My mom was a big Barbara Walters fan. Huh. They're both very similar. No, know. of course, of course. Um, <clears throat> what are I'm you? A, I'm a Dateline. Dateline, 100. percent I will lean to 2020 only if there's like a repeat to Dateline, but even that, like the the way that 2020 structures their episode, I'm not a fan of it. I like Dateline. It's a little more methodical. It's a little more intriguing. Uh, kind of like sucks me in, like. What one of my like again, forty year old person, you know, forty four year old person talking here, like a Friday night, the kids are asleep, nine p.m. <laughs> comes on, it's an hour commitment, yeah, and you're just I I just embrace it. I'm uh, I'm in date I'm in Dateline. All right, good for you. I mean, we clash quite a bit, so yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this one, and I think a lot of our. Uh, uh, our localites, you know, the the the, the mass Massachusetts, yeah, yeah. The, the the mass group will will t- will will enjoy this. Is uh, the Boston accent sexy or not sexy? I mean, I like to think in Florida, all the women are coming to me because of my Boston accent, right? No, I I'm just I'm just kidding. I I think that it, I think people find it attractive because it's it's different. It's that different. Um, and I've gotten, I've gotten like people pointed out. I, I like that. I like when people say, "Oh, you from? You know, where you from? You have an accent. You don't pronounce your ahs." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna lean more. It's not sexy because others can't understand. What the heck you're talking about? Yeah, well, with women, that's like more engaging. Like I'm able to like 
it's more, what are you saying? You know, it's, what are you saying? And then I, I can say, you know, it's more, it's more of a conversation and I'm with them longer because they can't understand, <laughs> they can't understand what I'm saying. So it's a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're trying to actually understand what words they're not trying. They're not trying. Listen, they're not trying to get rid of me. They're trying to understand what I'm saying. That's that shows some type of commitment towards me. This is all positive stuff for me. Or sheer confusion, which is not a good way to attract the opposite sex. I'm going to confuse you with my accent. You're always against me. <laughs> I, I think today's controversy might be all all against. So far, we're you know we're two for two against. That's a good one, though. That's a good one. I'll give you that. You finally came up with a good controversy. <laughs> Your Golf clap. Golf clap. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. I think these two things go together, and and tomorrow being you know July Fourth, big barbecue day. Hey, let me cut you off real quick. Let me cut you off real quick, oh. like I do sometimes. Has I remember last episode? I I was begging the our listeners to send in five controversies. Have we have we gotten any? We got a few early on. Uh, we haven't got any recently, so yeah. Good. I remember begging them because you suck so bad, right? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Please send them in. Email us. We'll we'll get to the email in a second. All right. Um, one other one. Three more left, right? Three more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, burger versus hot dog. What kind burger. of burger? Killing burgers. Give me that beef. Love the beef. Hot dog is beef too. What are we talking about? Yeah, it's different. It's ground beef. It's different. And hot dogs, you know, there's always that scuttlebutt about what's in a hot dog too, and it just. <laughs> Even when I'm not eating it, it grosses me out. But then you put one in front of me, and I'm going to devour it. So, but I just, I'll, I'll go burger every time. I'll, I mean, people that know me, I'll, I'll eat, I'll eat three burgers like in a matter of ten minutes or less. <laughs> Things that are sexy about Adam, he has a Boston accent, and he can eat three burgers in ten minutes. <laughs> 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 Give me cheese, onions, ketchup. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, right. yeah, I, I, I'm yeah, uh, one hundo, uh, a, a burger, a burger guy. Uh, Give me, you know, you know, you know medium cooked. Um, you can you can dress it up I like a little uh, Monterey Jack. You can go mayo. You can go um, avocado. Like I don't care. Like. A, a nice burger, man. Barbaros. That, that does that does. I, yeah, no, that's good. I I've gotten, I've gotten ragged on before because at some point in my burger eating career, I began to cut the burger in half to minimize on the messiness of it. Mm. And in my in like my friends are like are people that yeah, friends and you know people that might be around me. They'll comment on me cutting, cutting, cutting it in the middle and eating it, eating it in halves. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it shouldn't be done that way, and it's a big no-no, and you should never do that. What do you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that with my super beefs too back home. Nah, nah, you yeah, can't. I've been super doing beef. it with that too. I knew you would hate that. I knew you. Oh, would. Oh no way! Yeah, it's super beef, sauce and cheese. Oh, oh no! Sauce mayo cheese. You crazy? Oh, the three way. Oh, the triple, the trifecta. 
Oh God, I I miss it. If anyone is listening who's in Massachusetts, if you're coming down ninety five South, please bring me a super beef cheese cheese sauce mayo. Oh God, they, they, no one's traveling to Jer- No one's traveling to North Shore and Mass and traveling to Jersey and bringing you a super beef. Somebody else. Somebody. One of our our, our dedicated listeners, are, you know, is going to do it. Is is going to step up big time. <laughs> we'll okay. talk about other podcast. All right. So far, that that was a, no, no. We were no, no. We were the same. So we already broke the tradition. Uh, so next one, pasta salad versus mac salad. Uh, you, you stumped me on it a little bit. Like I, I view them both the same, pasta and mac. Uh, uh, mac, oh, mac. No, no. So different pastas. I, I get what you're. You know, I had to think it out for a second. All right, don't jump all over me. So macaroni, like you know, that's put in. You know, that you use a macaroni and cheese as the salad. So macaroni salad versus pasta salad, like z- a type of ziti, I guess, with the curly. The or the rotini. The rotini. That's what rotini. That's what it is. I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. I just don't give a shit. I'll eat both of them equally. I know you don't like those answers, uh, but that's what I got for you. I don't know. You anger me so much. So much anger I have. The whole point point of of this conversation is to pick one. If both pasta salad and mac salad were in front of you, which one does your hand reach for first? Whichever one is closer. They're all the same distance. Same distance, whichever one I look at first. Oh my god! <laughs> see, folks, you see the audience knows who I'm dealing with, and it's ninety percent of it is infuriation. Mac salad, man. The 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 mayo, uh, a little bit of like mustard, you know, some like yeah, mustard. Yeah. Uh, other stuff in other other stuff in it. Uh, what a, what a great combination. The pot, like I see pasta salad as being. Like, I don't think of mustard in it, but anyways, go ahead. Maybe some people do, uh, but like the other one is you know, I don't know, like a semi healthier version of it. And when I when I want in, I want a, a nice mac salad. All right, let's move on to the next one, please. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that was shit. Yeah, you. Because of you. You didn't pick one. <laughs> All right. Let's, go on. let's get to the, the real good one now, right? The, the, the next one. This, this has this been dialogue. Drum roll, please. This has been dialogue since the beginning. Uh, sound of, effect guy. Where's of, our sound effect guy? Of mankind. This is the controversy of, 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 from the start of, start of humankind. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes or no? I don't call it a sandwich. I never have. What do you call it? Never call it a sandwich. I don't look at it as a sandwich. I'm gonna grab a hot dog and put it in the bun. That's what I call it. That's what I say. Okay. I never say. I never say. Have you ever heard anyone say, "Oh, I'm gonna have a nice hot dog sandwich"? Have you ever heard that ever? No, but that's not. That's not the point of the the, the question here. The controversy is a hot dog a sandwich. Which is meat no. in between two pieces of bread. 
I don't think I don't think really too many people. I think there's an extremely low percentage of people in the world that look at it, view it as a sandwich. You being the point zero one percent that does. Okay. Or folks, <laughs> email us and tell us what you think about this controversy. All right, it wrap is, it up. Give them the email address. Give them our digits. Is, it, 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 sandwich. it is a piece of meat in between two pieces of bread. Even uh, excuse, bread is- me, excuse me, can I'm I not- have a hot dog sandwich, please? Can I can I get a hot dog sandwich? No, the, the, the term hot dog is a sandwich. You don't have to put the sandwich in. Whatever, let's let's wrap it up here. This is a, this is a waste of my time these last 10 minutes. I got other shit going on. <laughs> no, no, you don't. This, uh, what, what, before you get into your doom scrolling on uh, social media. <laughs> Wait, is it ten thirty yet? Ten thirty, I stop the Instagram, TikTok scrolling. All right, yeah, yeah, forty-five minutes. Um, yeah, so that is the end of our episode tonight. Greatly appreciate people listening, uh, tuning in, talking about it. Um, please, you know, reach out to us. You know, don't be shy, don't be bashful. Anything you have to say, we will respond to you. Uh, the email is the addict and the counselor at gmail.com. Once again, it's the addict and the counselor at gmail.com, all one word. Uh, you can also listen to us and follow us on uh, Spotify podcast, um, uh, Amazon Music podcast, and uh, Apple Music, uh, Apple podcasts. So uh, the show is called The Addict and the Counselor. Um, so please follow us, uh, listen to us, comment. Uh, we really appreciate uh the listens. Uh, we take it to heart. All right. That's that. All right. That's it. That's a wrap. All right. I'll good talk show. to you. I'll talk to you in a bit. Yeah. Good show, buddy. All right. Later.